you got your uh your prison story on deck because that got to happen this week. Yeah, it's on deck. I still don't want to tell the story though. Would you, you know shut up? That got to happen this week. This got to be the week it happened. Here for another episode of What Would They Say Next. I'm sitting here drinking like I'm normally drinking. I'm liquid slap. You know, got this hundred proof smearing off on deck and my super large solo cup. We got flat on the other side, and he ain't gotta say nothing right now. I'm gonna speak for him because he's drinking Pinot Grigio tonight. You feel me? You don't know me. I'm just saying. Pinot Grigio. <laughs> just like I said, you know. And we got everything on deck. And today is the day. This is it right here. This is what our three listeners been waiting on. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> this is the day that we get into the flat goes to jail in Muskegon for a week story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's going Life- down tonight. Life changing. Life changing story. It's going down. We ain't even going to hold it up tonight. It's going down. But before we get into that, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, what you've been up to this last week since last time we actually did a podcast? Oh, this last week you've been slow motion. You know what I'm saying? You know, I just got back on a day shift and shit, and I'm an observant cat. Mm-hmm. I observe I observe a lot. That's what I do, right? I, I observe shit that other people don't observe. I don't know if you sit in your car and you look out your rearview mirror and you look at the people behind you. You know what I mean, I'm saying? I'm sitting you, in my car, and I mean, I do look at my rearview mirror. I don't know exactly. I mean, I think I automatically, like, when I look in the rearview I think the, the the prerequisite for looking in my rear view is seeing stuff behind me. So I don't know exactly. <laughs> I mean, but do you be looking in the cars? I mean, do you look through that windshield to see what the fuck going on? Because you ever be in your car, you be like, why are they tailgating me? You kind of study the person that's driving the car. You know what, though? On the real, when you driving, you see like an inordinate amount of booger pickers. You really? That's like, what you saw. You will see somebody picking a booger. I'm, I'm talking about if you're going to drive for 20 minutes and you're going to have at least seven red lights, you're going to see some booger pickers out there. And they be trying to be incognito with it. They be trying they, to. And you never they try, they try to slide their hand down real quick when you look over at them. I just be turn like, my face up and just shake my head. Like, and you be like, you on my stage of life. You are on my stage of life. I'm looking right at you. Watching you. <laughs> You you know the car in front of you watching you because I got tinted windows in my car, so you probably don't know I'm ever looking back there. But I'm studying, and today I looked at how the world is so fucked up. It's fucked up. It's a quick little story. So I'm 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 watching this dude just smash some food behind me, right? See, that's what he do. Flat is the storyteller of of the podcast. You know, he 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 gets it in. 
he's smashing the item. And I'm trying to figure out what this item is. Cause we had one of them left turn lights with a, you and this with a light so long you just got time to watch somebody. So I'm thinking, dude, eating a sandwich. I right? was just about to say he eating a sandwich. Anytime somebody's smashing something in the light, it is most likely a goddamn sandwich. He's smashing, right? Mm-hmm. So I keep on starting like this a thick ass sandwich he got. And so I, you know, I, I focus in a little bit more. You shut up. You could tell the thickness of his sandwich. It was thick as hell. It was thick. And so I said, let me look at it. You're and you know me what? Not a sandwich. It wasn't a fucking sandwich. God damn. What was the what 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 could possibly be mistaken for a thick ass sandwich? It was a piece of cake. Mm. Now it almost like this this dude cut a cake in four pieces and he had one of the fourths. He had a quarter of the cake in his hand. I'm like, God damn, he is smashing the fuck. <laughs> it's cake. <laughs> hey, real talk though, you gotta be like one hungry, greedy ass motherfucker to eat a slice of cake in your car. Generally, <laughs> right. yeah. like, when I got a slice of cake, I gotta savor that boy. You got you a fork, and you kind of like yes, you you slicing it down the middle so you get even icing on each bite. You know what I'm saying? And I, I want the cake to fall over, no, so the cake no, I'm in control. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to fall on that flat side so I can cut through it with my fork. Let you know I'm running this shit. But he <laughs> he is smashing his cake. I mean, barehanded. He don't even have napkins. He ain't even he ain't even using the the the, the, the naturalness of eating a cake. You don't just barehand a, a slice of cake, right? And this is where it gets to the fucked up part of the story, right? So this this because this, right, before you even get into that, dude is eating this with his hands. Yes. So I'm automatically thinking, okay, this is not a German chocolate cake. No. It's not going to be motherfucking, uh, it's not going to be like a birthday cake. Because these type of cakes got icing on them. So you're not going to just hand hold a cake like that. So I'm guessing it's either a pound cake, maybe a, a pineapple upside down cake, maybe a 7-Up cake. Uh, you're not doing too many cakes with your bare hands. So I'm going to let you continue, but I, I'm... It's he was like bare hand old ass cake right now. And that's the thing. I couldn't get the detail of what type of cake it is, but I think it had <laughs> frosting on it. I think it had frosting. I think he just had a little cup off the back of his hand so he wasn't touching the frosting, but it was cake. Can you give us a description of what this guy looked like? It was a black guy. Okay. Short cropped hair, kind of fat looking, chubby, you know, chubby. and one of small foreign cars. Hmm, you know what I'm saying? Chubby dude in a small Hyundai. Okay. Pretty much. That's exactly what he was in. What time was it? It was about 5.30. So, I don't even know where he coming from because he wasn't coming from work. 5.30 in the afternoon? I'm going to tell you the fucked up part of the story. Yeah, 5.30 in the afternoon. I ain't got to the fucked up part of the story, right? The fucked up part ain't the part that this dude is eating a a piece of cake barehanded in a red light. No, no. (laughs) So, I'm looking because I had time to look. So, I look further in the car. And there's car seats in there, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's two little kids in the back. Two little kids in the back. Two little and should, kids. And you should have just seen. They ain't had no this, cake, did they? They ain't had no fucking cake. This you should have seen. smashing a motherfucking birthday cake in front of two kids. <laughs> Man, I'm looking like. You should You should have saw the desolation in their eyes. <laughs> I mean, their eyes were so fucking blank. And I'm looking in the backseat like, they ain't got no cake. And this dude is smashing in front of him. And you know, the, the little kid, his kitty corner is watching him. 
smashed the cake. The one in the back probably was probably was the best of them. You know, the, the one in the back behind him was saved because that little kid couldn't see the cake. <laughs> but Kitty Corner, this little kid's in torture. And I'm like, look at this fat motherfucker back here smashing cake. <laughs> I mean, smashing the cake. And I'm I keep saying smashing for lack of a better term because you know what it like to smash. You I mean, he was enjoying. And then I try to start making excuses for this dude. Like maybe they allergic to cake. Maybe they don't like cake. Maybe they can't have sugar. But fuck that. Maybe they can't have sugar. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't have the look in their eyes that they didn't want the cake. The one wanted their cake. And this dude just eating like he a fucking Uber driver and don't fucking know them. You well, know maybe what I'm it just came from a spot where they all had cake and he saved his life to eat on the way uh-uh. because they had to hurry up I, and go. I said that too. Like maybe he they ate their cake first. But fuck that. You still get a kiss a little bit more cake. You stick your hand back there and like you take a pinch, you take a pinch, we eating cake. You don't just <laughs> smash. Like, because kids don't know. You don't just say, fuck y'all kids. Y'all should have saved y'all shit like I did. We adults. <laughs> <laughs> we know to save our shit. But the kids don't know to save they shit. I do. I remember back in the day, I used to, you know what I'm saying, we used to get little snacks and shit. You know what I'm saying, little things to eat. I used to let my sister smash that shit and I eat my rent mine real slowly. And then when they get done, I be savoring the fuck out of my shit. Like, mm-hmm. That's evil. Y'all, sm- y'all smash y'all shit. I'm still That's eating evil. my Doritos. You just like, oh boy, then. That's some evil shit. And a matter of fact, I saw some other evil shit done to a child. That's the other day, right? Uh-huh. Little family gathering and an ice cream truck come down the street. Oh, I thought Mr. you were talking about the pimps that just got arrested. But okay, keep going. I've been checked on the pimp thing. They say I talk about pimps too much. <laughs> <laughs> But I aspire. You know what I'm saying? I got a story about pimping right now for y'all, but that's later on, too. So, I'm at the the little family gathering. Mister, Not the ice cream truck that just brings fucking, you know, the the pre-made ice cream. The Mr. Softy truck came. You know Mr. Softy. Motherfuckers don't know about Mr. Softy. No. You got to explain Mr. Softy to people because people don't know about Mr. Softy. Mr. Softy don't just serve those pre-served no. ice cream on the uh what's the what's the pre-served one called? You know, the uh, hand, not hand pack, but just them, like them got strawberry the shortcakes syrup, and strawberry shortcakes, the the pops and shit like that. Bomb now, pops and bomb pops, ice cream sandwiches like and Superman's. Sandwiches. Right. It's so, no, Mr. Softy mm. got soft serve ice cream. God damn, Mr. Softy. You want chocolate or you want vanilla or you want the mix? I'm going to blend that bitch up. I'm going to put it on a real cone and I'm going to give it to you, little kid. I'm telling Softy. you right now, that's one of the, because once I had moved out the hood, that's one thing that I have not seen since I've been gone. Motherfucking Mr. Softy. Mm-hmm. Mr. Softy is the goat of ice cream trucks. Mm-hmm. He got a you. whole he got a different song when he come down the street. It change it changes the world around mm-hmm. you. You be like, that's not the ice cream man. That's Mr. Softy. It's Mr. Softy. When you hear Mr. Softy coming, you get ready because you know you're getting a twist cone, nigga. That's you a get- soft serve cone. <laughs> I'm getting that bitch. I don't want nothing. I don't care about the placard on the side of your truck. I don't care about the Mr. Superman's. I don't care about the bomb pile. You got soft serve ice cream in this bitch. Ooh, with a soft cake serve. 
boy. You, you gonna top that bitch off and give it to me? You gonna get so I'm I'm happy. I'm not even getting no fucking ice cream, but I'm happy. I see the little <laughs> kids getting ice cream because I'm I'm reliving my youth. I'm like, look at them get the Mister Softy. <laughs> they getting that shit. They getting that shit. Get it. Get Enjoy it. it. This Make is sure you get a twist because you're getting two flavors for the price of one. God, what you talking about? And it just be immaculate. It's a special. It's a special time in your life. It so is. this one little kid get his soft serve cone, right? Mm-hmm. And his cousin was just fucking with him. Or what you mean? He was over there, and so little kid try. It's like a five year old kid trying to eat his soft servey thing. Uh-huh. And his older cousin, like 14, came over there and kept on shaking his arm real hard. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept vibrating his arm. I'm I'm sitting in a chair looking like and you like I want to get other adult, adults involved. But I, <laughs> I don't want to really say shit because it's not my immediate family. But I see what's going on. I see I see a bad situation <laughs> developing. I'm watching him shaking his arm, shaking his arm. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? That's Mr. Softy ice cream. And so he vibrated his arm so much that his ice cream flew off the cone. <laughs> it, it flew off into the grass. Spoof. That was it. Spoof. And a little five-year-old boy started crying because all the other kids eating Mr. Softies and his ice cream that his cousin then vibrated out his hand then fell on the fucking ground. All he got is a fucking cone. Now I'm feeling sorry for this little kid. I'm about to get upset. Like, I'm going to get you some more ice cream because now I'm looking at the little five-year-old, right? You know what he doing? What are he doing? Trying to eat the remnants out the cone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? That goddamn cone. Ain't nothing in the cone. <laughs> trying to eat out the cone. I'm feeling bad in the motherfucker. Like, don't know other fucking adults see this shit. Ain't nobody looking at this shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm about to, I'm about to jump to action. Now I'm about to beat the little 14 year old. That's his ass for this shit. But you know, I, I chilled out. I, I can't get involved. Would you shut up, say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supremely upset. I can't be drinking and listen to you tell this story. And real talk, I'm, I gotta actually put this drink down because it might be an episode like that motherfucking Deep Eddie Ruby Red episode. So I need to slow down right now because I'm tripping right now. But yeah, go ahead, keep telling the story. But it, it was some. It was some. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was some. Uh, I can't think of the word. It was some reconciliation with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I'm staring I don't want to let court. you know before you continue. You got about ten to fifteen points for using desolation in the kid's eyes in the back seat of that car. What? I said, <laughs> I said desolation. Let me look this shit up. <laughs> I said, "Yup, that's a perfect definition for how them kids was looking too." That's how. They- <laughs> Man, if you had a sort of sadness in their eyes, I want to get out of my car, and walk back there, like, bruh. Look, the, 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 the definition of desolation, <laughs> anguished misery or loneliness. I'm like, hell yeah, them kids are <laughs> desolated as motherfucker. Put the cake up, dog. Put the cake up. Put that fucking cake up. Don't do that in front of kids. Oh, this cat, this this motherfucker podcast got me taking my jacket off. It's hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> 
So a bunch of ice cream, dude. You All know right. what I'm saying? I'm looking for redemption in this little 14 year old because I'm about to fuck this 14 year old. Because first of all, you fucked up some Mr. Softy ice cream for no reason. You don't fuck up no Mr. Softy ice cream for no. And you know what? I don't know what Mr. Softy ice cream costs no more. But back in that day, it was like 75 cents for a cone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, you probably with inflation and shit, he probably threw a two dollar cone on the ground. You know, it's twelve dollars. Mr. Softy, twelve dollars nowadays. Would you shut up? <laughs> That'd be the brokest ice cream truck ever. Anybody mad no goddamn twelve dollars? Why you bullshit? No, I'd be mad in the motherfucker, but I pay for it. I'd be like twelve dollars. Look, I will take my ass up to TCBY or <laughs> Macy's or somewhere and get myself a cone. I'm not buying no twelve dollar cone off the street. On a hot day in the hood, I ain't taking no trip. I'm buying Mr. Softy for twelve dollars. That's you. You got me. Hey, real talk though, ain't Mr. Softy real talk? Real, real talk. Seeing Mr. Softy coming down the street is the equivalent of being downtown somewhere and just randomly seeing a food truck. Man, it's the equivalent. I mean, when I see Mr. Softy turn a corner, I start eyeballing motherfuckers because I don't want them to get there before I do. You know, you damn near walk four houses away from your point of origin. To get him before everybody else. You just walk away from this, the location you had. You be like, I'm going to walk towards it. Because if I stop in front of this house, all these motherfuckers going to rush. But see, and that's I'm the not- thing, though. That's the thing, though. If Mr. Softy coming and they down the street, I'm looking. Because I might not be ready. But if I see another motherfucker that's ready, I know <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Because they going to stop him. That gives me at least 46 more seconds to go ahead and get my loot up real quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You digging, in, you digging in them pockets like, let me make sure I got some money outside. You know what I'm saying? You hitting the couch cushions and shit. You 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 all up in the, uh, the junk drawers, trying to all up in your car seats. I got to get my money up right now. Just saying, Mister. People don't know about Mister. Softy. Do you? Be, they better learn. They better learn today. You don't know nothing about an ice cream truck that's going to give you a soft serve ice cream cone. You don't know nothing about that. You know, Motherfuckers see ice cream cones coming, ice cream trucks coming down the street. They think strawberry shortcakes, mm. bomb pops, mm. motherfucking Spongebob, or take mm. it back to the old school, them wrestling ice cream bars. You know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, with the, bu- with the bubble gum eyes. Well, you know, not, the rest, had to, not the you wrestling know, joints, but you do got the bubblegum eyes joints, had though. Bubblegum eyes, and, those, and some of them. Like the SpongeBob's nowadays got the, the bubblegum eyes. But back mm-hmm. in the day, it might have been a Smurf with bubblegum eyes. You feel me? Or Batman. Remember Batman had bubblegum eyes? Batman did. He had two bubblegum eyes. He had two bubblegum eyes. People don't yeah, know about that. But Mr. Softy came through with the cones. A cone. So this little fucker 14 year old pissed me off. I'm about to beat his ass. Of this, of this transgression, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm, I'm done with the adults. We all drinking and we smoking cigars, and they smoking, and they whatever they smoke. And I'm like, no, this will not stand. I mean, I, I, I this, this my million man march right now. You shut up. This is it. This is what I'm standing for. This ice cream, Mr. Softy, and this little five year old who just lost his fucking cone. Man, we I'm talking about to, talking about the goddamn goat, but you know. I'm gonna tell you what the goat really is, though. I was talking about like okay, we're gonna talk about the goat, and it's gonna be off the ice cream subject, but it's kind of down the same lines, though. When you're talking about the goat, I'm talking about that true, undefeated, 
fallback boy. You feel me? Mm. I'm talking about when you hit the restaurant, mm-hmm. you in line, you mm. going over the menu, and you're like, what am I going to get for lunch today? What am I going to get for lunch today? You're looking over all the new items. Like, oh, that sounded good. That looked good on the commercial. Ooh, that tastes mm. good the last time I got it. But I don't know what I feel like eating today. I'm talking about the true undefeated GOAT of all time. I'm talking about, you know, GOAT of all time is kind of redundant because GOAT stands for greatest of all time. But the GOAT, mm-hmm. if you hit this boy, you will never be disappointed, ever. If you get this, you good to go. Your lunch is going to be happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Your lunch is going to be fulfilling. 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 Now, I'm talking about hitting up Taco Bell. You know what I'm saying? You get in the drive through line. So everybody's starting to think in their mind, like, ooh, what, what is he about to say? What is he about to say? But you get to the menu, and you sitting like, what should I get? You look at that motherfucking Doritos, Locos, Tacos, the nacho flavor. Dorito mm. flavor. Looking at mm. loaded grillers. You looking right. at motherfucking gorditas, chalupas, triple steaks. You looking at all this shit. You like, I'm not feeling any of that. You know what I went with today? What's that? Nachos Bel Grande. Nachos Bel Grande. That's it. You get Nacho I, Bel Grande, you might as well get hey, lunch set. Hey. There it is. I'm going to tell you. When I order that Nachos Bel Grande, mm-hmm. I whisper it. To the person that's taking my order. Because <laughs> people ain't ready. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I turn my back and I lean on the counter. And I don't say shit. I don't say shit. And it come out in that little plastic plate with that clear top. Man, that's the only... Look, you go to Taco Bell. Look, the Nacho Bell Grande is such a goat. And it's such on a high pedestal. That when you order that motherfucker, they got to hand you a bag with a handle on it. Mm. You feel me? Yeah, they do. <laughs> but see, a I'm taking another paper level. bag taking another with level a handle though. on it. I'm taking another level, though. What's that? It's like when I say I'm dining in and they give me that tray. Mm. And they put that Bell Grande on that tray because I whisper in my order. So I'm sitting there just observing people as they make their orders. Uh-huh. And then when they put that clear top in that little plastic tray on my on my carry out tray uh-huh they see the mona lisa <laughs> they see it i watch their reactions when it's put up there and they look like what the fuck motherfuckers start rethinking their orders like damn they, i should have got wait a minute chips. am i too far in with my order can i not get a bell grande now and i just be sitting there like mm-hmm mm-hmm you i know you see it motherfucking quesarito that's cool i mean that's I mean, that's for the new cats, you know what I'm saying? The quesarito is like the Kendrick Lamar's of the Taco Bell game. But when you order that Nacho Bell Grande, you popping off into some run DMC rock him shit. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Well, you going back old school. Just saying. To the, like you say, to the GOAT. To the GOAT. And people respect it. I, I was I was in the Taco Bell one day and I got that Bell Grande and they, they split the C's for me. They split apart. You know, I'm walking past with my little order. They bowing to me. I'm like, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. It's just a grande. You too can own a grande. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Don't let these little placards on the window fool you. 
Don't let the all-day breakfast fool you. Don't let the breakfast menu fool you. Don't let the stuffed grill fool you. The you know grunt what, I mean, not even to switch the subject on this shit, but it's what will they say next.com. You know what I'm saying? What will they say next? But that damn all day breakfast shit got me a little mad, though. Hmm. You feel me? Because you know what ain't on the all day breakfast menu? What's that? The motherfucking grillers. I mean, we're not grillers, but the, uh, uh, what they call them? The, uh, shit. 100 proof Smirnoff got me on another level. Hold on. That pancake and sausage sandwich boy. What's that called? <laughs> pancake and sausage you know it's a little sandwich it's like two it's a sausage between two little pancakes what ain't the hell the, is that ain't called that the, that's not the grillers it's not called a griller what is it called come on I know motherfuckers at home like it's called the such and such it's called well, they, the such and such they need, they need to chime in there what is it called McGriddle I thought that was the grillers. It's the goddamn Mick Griddle. They don't have that on the all day menu. That got that little that got that sweet spot in there. They failed on that shit. You can't have no all day menu and not have no griddle on it because you That's know That's a special safe item though. You can't just be you can't dilly dally in that area. That that's too much. The you Mick Griddle what? is the motherfucking Nachos Bell Grande at the McDonald's breakfast menu. But if you're doing too much that take too much preparation. You got two pancakes with a sausage in the middle with syrup already injected into the cakes. They keep that shit in a safe. I bet you if somebody broke in that bitch and said, give me all the McGriddle bread, the person at the register would be like, I take the bullet. (laughs) (laughs) Just go ahead and shoot me because I can't let you in the safe to get the McGriddles. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, that's that's just the way it has to be. My thing is, what's the preparation that come off of on, the, on a McGriddle where you can't have it all day? You can serve me pancakes, but you can't serve me a McGriddle. I can see it, too. During training, they like, you know what? If somebody come in here and rob this bitch, give them whatever they want. But the McGriddle, you sign up to take a bullet. Sign up. Don't you wish they had a McGriddle the size of actual pancakes, though? You know, <laughs> Why do you think they don't? Yeah, I mean, they- it's a possible thing. Like you could just, ha- you know how they had a regular pancake. Just give me two pancakes that size, with a sausage patty that size in the middle. That's Man, we like probably that, we probably telling McDonald's something right now. That's marketing. That is. You can call that the uh, the McGriddle, what they call the large size, uh, super size. Give me the super size McGriddle. They probably only. I was gonna say size. jumbo. Jumbo, jumbo is, t- is tubbies. I know. Tubbies do jumbos. I had jumbo today at Tubbies. Glory, van glorious. But you know what we can't forget? What's that? We can't forget to tell that goddamn story while we all off into the. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, I gotta get centered for the story. You gotta get centered. Okay, we ain't ready for the story yet. So we just we ain't ready for it yet. We ain't ready for it. You just said you wasn't ready yet. Unless you're ready, you're ready for the story. We could talk about other stuff. We we can go with the story. You want to hit the story now? It's time for the story. Okay, because I was just about to talk about titties for a second, but you got the story. That's cool. Go ahead and hit the story. Well, hold on. I like titties. What, what about titties? I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, titties is cool, but if the story is ready, we can talk about the story. I mean, titties kind of trump story. Does t- do titties really trump the story? Because the story is kind of good. Titties trump most things. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I'm, I'm not even thinking about the story anymore. I'm like, we talking about titties. So what, what are we talking about? <laughs> Fuck that story. There was no titties involved in that story. I can tell you that right now. Oh man, cause it's funny. Cause it's, uh, it's, I'm gonna tell you a quick little, quick little story, real quick. It ain't so much as a story, where it's more so a situation. So you titties. Know, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter. You know what I mean? Wait, wait. Uh, yeah. Are there several titties we're talking about, or is this one specific pair of titties? No, there's no spe- no specific pair of titties. It's just a generalization one, of one hundred proof. Continue, man. <laughs> They're 100 proof. I'm telling you right now, I still got like a corner left that I said Leave I'm not going to even drink because I already Leave know. It. Leave it. I'm leaving it right there. Boom. Leave it. No more Leave drink. it. Go ahead with the titties. All right. So I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter and whatnot. So I'm going back and forth with the homie. You know what I'm saying? He talking about he taking pictures and whatnot. And, um, you know, he an aspiring photographer or whatnot. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. And he made a comment. He said he was talking to a lady and said, hey, I would like to photograph you. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he's a photographer. Right. And she said, yeah, you can photograph me, but not naked. But my man was like, what the hell? Nobody said you had to get naked. Why is that where everybody goes when a photographer asked them to take pictures? Seemed like a standard to me. I don't know, but I'm not a photographer. He said, I wasn't even trying to see you naked. You know what I'm saying? So I feel him, but the devil's advocate in me decided to respond to him. I said, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's cool and all, but you know you wanted to see her naked. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, nah, real talk. You know, I don't want to, you know, mess up no good opportunity because somebody, you know what I'm saying, talking about nakedness and all that kind of stuff. Or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, I feel that. I do. That's cool. You a businessman. You got principles. That's cool. But don't trip. You wanted to see her naked. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was like, no, no. Actually, I didn't. I just wanted to, to get the photos. I just wanted to is, get the photos. Is so, he hom- is he homosexual? No, no. He not. Okay, okay. He not, All right. So he, I'm just getting some data on the, on the story. Right. He not. He not. So mm-hmm. he said that. So I'm like, okay, okay, that's cool. But if she was there and she was like, well, I'm going to just pop my titties out real quick. You know, everything cool. You don't got to photograph them. I just want to just pop them out and just air them out for a little while and then just put them back. <laughs> Give them a little oxygen. You know, put them back, you know. Because they need that. They do need that. You got to aerate some titties. And he was like, well, nah, nah, I don't want her doing that because I don't want to mess up no opportunities. I'm like, come on, man. You know you want to see the titties. Come on. The titties. What opportunity is he trying to, is he trying not to mess up? <laughs> well, he's trying to be a photographer, so he don't want to mix the titties with his real business. You feel okay. me? Right. So I said, okay, that's cool. You ain't want to really see the titties. Okay. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Seems like if the titties is going to be on display, that's all right. But he said he ain't want to mess up titties. No, 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 no opportunity up. So I said, okay. So I said, well, well, what if it was like, you know what I mean? You was about to do the shoot and whatnot, and she wanted to change. So she was like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and change right here. 
and just change real quick and i'm gonna have my titties out for a second so you should be cool because i'm just changing my clothes just my titties just gonna be out for 30 seconds right and he was like well nah well if she gotta say all that then it ain't even gonna be you know the shit ain't on the up and up you know and i don't want to mess up nothing i don't want to mix the two so he know? feel like he been snuck some titties I he don't want know. a part of it at that point, I'm like, well, if you just got to change and your titties going to be out for 30 seconds, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead and change. I mean, shit. It's okay. I'll grab a Snickers bar and, and you know, you get changed. If your titties got to be out, your titties got to be out. Okay, that's cool. You put them out there. Right. You know, I didn't ask you to put your titties out there. That's just it. That's just a byproduct of what you said had to happen for you to change because that's the point in time and the location in which you wanted to change. He Please. can't just turn his back. I mean, I guess that's what he would do because in that situation, because he said he don't want to see miscellaneous titties when he's trying to shoot somebody for a real purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I said, hey, you're a good dude. Dude with principles. Right. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? You 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 putting all your, your your actual business ahead of everything. You know, I tried to present a situation in which you did not ask to see the titties. They were just actually just given to you for free, and you still didn't want to see the titties. So you're a real man of principle. Now, I don't know if he's just saying that just to keep the argument and the devil advocate alive or or whatever. But if, if that's the case, and you real with it, that's what's up. You a good dude. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to just see free titties. He came back. He said, look, I like women more than, I mean, you know, just like the next dude. I'm trying to, you know, get Apparently my not. going. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> we'll continue. I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's all good, you know. I can't see no titties either because I'm married. So I was just I was just trying to make the situation to the point where it was impossible to not see the titties, and you just shot that whole thing down. So it's okay. It's all right. No, you're not gonna offer me no free titty look, and I'm not gonna look. I go ahead and change. I I'm, I'm good. Mean, it ain't nothing but a titty look, right? I'm, fo- I'm focusing my camera. I'm setting my. I'm I'm setting up sepia right now. Don't worry about it. Like I said, I just grab a Snickers bar. I ain't even got a hand of camera. Like, go ahead and change. If if this is what you want to do and you have to do right now, well, if you got to have your titties on display for 30 seconds or 29 seconds or how many seconds it is, I mean, go ahead and do what you got to do. What was the issue then? So did he not look at the titties or? He don't want the titties to be out if he's shooting professionally because he don't want there to be any issue to arise that will hurt his professionalism. It's professional people that shoot titties. It is, but hey, don't hey, listen to me. I tried to, you know what I mean, but cats had their principles and he stuck to it. So hopefully he listened to the podcast and be like, you know what, I might look at some titties for thirty seconds, brother, brother. Just I'm say. talking to you directly right now. <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast and someone offers you some titties to look at, you look. that's what you do it it is your job it is actually it is actually your duty to look you do not look away you can't look away 
you have to observe and absorb the titty view. You have. You to. may not want to. You may feel like it's unprofessional, but it's nature. You came in the world naked. You're gonna get naked every every other day after. You know. Everybody naked under their clothes. You're naked under them clothes. What, what, brother, look at the titties. Just take a look at the titties. Look, you look even got question titties. You look to the mountains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going out this road with you. <laughs> <laughs> this probably we probably said titty more times in this podcast than like any time during this week. Like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well now that we got the titties out the way. I think it's time to get off into this mosquito out jail the way. story. The titties out the way. Okay. Titties gone. Unfortunately, ain't no titties to be seen now. So, we're going to talk about the opposite of titties. And we're going to talk about being in jail. <laughs> but no titties in there. Ain't no titties in there. No titties. So, I got to go back a little ways. Because, you know, we like to install... Sound equipment. We like having our amps installed. We install our own radios. Right, we install right. our twelve-inch woofers. Mm-hmm. We bang. Bang. We've been, we've been banging since the nineties. Banging hard since the nineties. If there's a car that we own and it don't bang, there's something wrong. We'll give you equipment. We'll Basically. say, hey, you need some speakers. You need speakers. Now, matter of fact, uh, my first set of speakers came from you because. You were, you know, you had moved on from the bang a little bit, and you felt that I was an upcoming banger. Oh! So you was like, had these, this little bang, put it off into your Beretta. I do remember that. I say, upcoming banger, right? You need some sounds in that car. Mm-hmm. I said, we need to get in that backyard and install your sound. Now, in the beginning, mm-hmm. we didn't install sounds well. Nah. Didn't do a good job. It was it was a whole bunch of fuse being blown. Yeah, shit yeah. was being hooked up wrong. Yeah. And this is the, this is the beginning of my story because I hooked my shit up wrong. Mm-hmm. It was hooked up completely wrong, but that's fine because when you cut your car off, there's a, a auxiliary line. I know y'all need to know all this type of stuff that maintains your settings. Mm-hmm. So when you cut your car off, you cut it back on. You still got your radio stations. Tell them how it is because that's that's real integral to the story. That's real integral to the story. When you cut your car off and you cut it back on, it maintains your settings. Right. There's an auxiliary cord that maintains power to everything in your car and the radio. Mm-hmm. So I did not hook that up. So every time I cut my car off, it reset. So whatever the default of the radio was is what's the default that happened in my car. So whenever I cut my car off, since I didn't have my auxiliary, and I cut it back on, the sounds cut up real loud. Mm-hmm. So you That's hop whatever. off into the car, you turn it on, since it wasn't hooked up right, you banging as soon as the car start up. As soon as it start up, I'm banging. Loud. Loud. Mm-hmm. Ignorant. Stupid. So it's cool because what you all you do in your normal life is all you just cut it back down. You don't right. give a fuck. It means nothing until you go to Muskegon. <laughs> 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 so I'm down in Muskegon, right? I got my sounds. I think I'm in my Cutlass. Cutlass. I had a Cutlass then. Quasar Blue. Quasar Blue. I had a coat to match it. That Nautica coat that's blue with the boats on the inside with all the hook with all the hooks and the uh the fishing boat wheels. Mm-hmm. All that. All 92 little, Cutlass. 92 Cutlass. I'm killing them. I got the three the lights three, in the front. Three lights in the front. I'm killing. Them. I'm the man right now and I'm rimmed up. 
Seventeens. Seventeen. You go to Muskegon, they ain't got shit. Mm-hmm. So you were on the town, everybody think you up there selling dope. That's what you in Muskegon for. Tenant you come, windows. Tenant windows. You coming from Detroit to sell dope in Muskegon. So that was my persona. So I played the persona. And back <laughs> in the day, I played the role of the doughboy because I had a lot of doughboy friends. But I could not actually sell dope. I could not actually sell anything. Back in the day, selling dope was selling weed. You just call yourself the doughboy because you were a little bit overweight and people used to be like, when they touched your stomach. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, next time I see him, I'm going to punch you in the face. But <laughs> so I'm going out with my doughboy persona, and I got a whole bunch of friends that actually do sell dope. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, back in the day. Not now. Back in the day. Police don't come looking for me because they already in jail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I got all my lingo. I know everything about the dope game when I'm going to Muskegon and shit. So we go to a little spot called the Chicken Coop. Goddamn Chicken Bro, You know who had Chicken Coop? Who that? Debo. Debo, Debo had chicken coop. On Friday? Yeah, remember because uh what's his name? Uh his name what date? Smokey. Smokey woke up in the chicken coop. It was Debo. Oh was no. Coop. Not an actual chicken coop, it was a restaurant called Chicken Coop. Oh. Well never mind then. But the chicken coop was the equivalent to anybody who lived in Michigan who ever been to Belle Isle in the nineties. You know, if you go to the strip, it's off the hook. It's Wait packed. a minute, is the Chicken Coop a restaurant or is it a strip? It's a restaurant. Okay. But it was the equivalent to our strip in Michigan. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you describe the Chicken Coop as the same as like going to Starters or something? It was more than just going to Starters. It was like you go to Starters except for everybody hang out outside. Okay. Whole parking lot full. Everybody standing around a car. Everybody okay. doing their thing. Kind of like you know River Rock. Like River Rock. You outside of the location. You ain't actually even frequenting the location. You don't give a fuck about going in the chicken coop. You want to hang out in the parking lot. You want to stand out there and shit. I mean, you pack that boy out so people can't move. You just in there. If you want some chicken at night, you ain't getting none because we packed in there. We hanging out in Muskegon. We deep. Man, you know before you even continue that story, I kind of want to talk about River Rock next week. All right. No, nah, and River Rock and all the clubs that, that were kind of like River Rock. Because motherfuckers don't be doing that kind of shit no more. But go ahead and continue your story. We talk about that. Mm-hmm. So we packed in there. And as always, when you got a whole bunch of Negroes in one location packed in, police swoop in. Swoop, swoop. They whoop in. And it, they, ain't, they ain't causing no problem. Police just want you to leave. Whoop. They don't want you... Stopping this business from operating as a business. They don't want you hanging out in the parking lot. They cut their lights on. They say, you got to go. So we all get ourselves together because we were actually buying chicken, too. And we say, let's go. Let's hey, roll up chicken. Like? It's fabulous. No, nah, real it's talk. Fantastic. Nah. It no, is don't wonderful. lie to me. Don't say it for the I podcast. Am not li- we can go tonight. We can drive four hours out <laughs> and get some of that chicken from the chicken coop. And you'd be like, this is the shit. What would you compare it to? Like, would it be like a wing Nothing. stop or a Popeye's? No, or... no. It's not like a wing stop. It's chicken not like shack. a Popeye. It's not like a chicken shack. It is like the tr- purest form of chicken you can get. That's right. It's like a, it's like a, I can't explain. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's beauteous. 
you you get your little styrofoam box, you like hell the fuck yeah, and you ain't sharing shit. Now you can flavor. What, what is it like? It is flavored. It is crispy. It is delicious. It is worth standing in line for. It is the shit you lo- you will love it. No, nah, listen yep. here. You gotta tell me what this chicken tastes like. Is it like a seasoned, like a, a original recipe? What no. they say, eleven herbs and spices. Is it no. kind of like that? It's almost like grandmama's chicken. It's like whatever you imagine your grandma making you chicken ass and frying it up and making it perfectly that you've never had again. Huh. That is the chicken coop. It huh. is. It is a beautiful situation. It's just I can't. <laughs> I can't explain it. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> so we get our chicken. Okay. So the police come in with the whoop whoop. Y'all got to go. Y'all got to move. You got to go. Fine. So I cut my car on and shit, right? Right. That's hooked up incorrectly. And hey, the first thing like I do. Remote start or something? No. Nah, I'm in the car. It's old. It's 90s. Oh, yeah, no you're right. You're right. So I get in the motherfucker and I cut my shit on and it just start banging. And I'm, you know, we do our sounds right. Might not be hooked up right, but the sound is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> it's loud. To so the police call me an asshole. They said, okay, asshole, you want to stir the peace. I said, no, officer. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I say, my stuff hooked up wrong. It, it, <laughs> it, it defaults to loud. He said, defaults to loud. I said, yes. <laughs> He's like, you fucking with us. I said, I am not fucking with you. He said, give me your license. I said, all right, here you go. So he run my license and shit. And just like the average nigga in Michigan, I got fucking parking tickets oh, in Detroit. God damn. So you know the standard is... Okay, you got parking tickets. I'm giving you another ticket. So these dudes say you ain't paid your parking ticket. It's a warrant for you in Detroit. Oh, I say in Detroit. I say okay. So what do I need to do? He said you don't need to do a thing. You're going to jail. I say oh. I say right now. He said right now. I say what about my car? He said what about your car? <laughs> I say well, what you gonna do? And I had my family with me, so they was like, well, we can drive your car. I was like, well, can I get out tonight? They was like, well, we're going to have to determine that once you get to the, you know, to the station. So I get to the station, and you know what they tell me? It's the fucking you... weekend. No. Oh. They say you have warrants in Detroit, and you cannot leave here until Detroit come and pick you up. Oh. I say, I say when they going to pick me up? I say, that's like four hours away. It's like, well, whenever they send a bus down this way to pick up prisoners, they're going to pick you up. I was like, is that in the morning? They're like, whenever they come. I say, I say, uh, so what does that mean? They say, well, you in jail. So my little outing that day, everybody gone home because it was a weekend outing. They drove my car home. They left me in Muskegon. I'm locked (laughs) up. Can't nobody bail me out. Because I got to take care of the warrants in Detroit. I can't go nowhere. So I'm sitting there. My car gone. So what they do, they put you in a big-ass room with a whole bunch of other prisoners. And, you know, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I'll just say I'm a bitch. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I can't do jail time. So I'm, I'm clean, too. I went down to Muskegon clean. Back in the day, if you had them thick rock ports on. Man, them pro walkers. Them pro walker pro thick boys, walkers. 
Not the not the little cheap ones everybody had, but not the, the seventy nine dollar boys. Uh-huh. You had to come through with them hundred pluses. Hundred plus. I got the hundred pluses on. So while I'm in, in up in there, they cream say color. You had the cream, cream colors. I had the cream boys on. Mm. The best color they made. Yes. They say you gotta change your clothes. I say, <laughs> change my clothes. They say you're gonna be here for a while, so you gotta be in prison uniform. I say, what? So they gave me the prison uniform, the grays. Hey, you, you know, ain't you ain't hit them with the hurricane. I am not putting that on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that was out yet. But oh, you know I what? That was not out yet. You're I right. would have hit them with that. Like I ain't changing my clothes. So they gave me the prison uniform, but I still got the clean rock ports up. Because <laughs> right? they they leave your shoes. They give you shoes. So I walks up into my cell and it's a cell. No, they ain't take my shoelaces. But they put me in a cell. With nine other dudes, so it's like bunk beds. You know this story real as fuck. When when the motherfucker know exactly how many people was in the cell with him. Nine, <laughs> nine. and the bathroom was in the corner with a curtain that you pull around if you want to go to the bathroom. So I'm walking up to the cell, and I'm I'm just like I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm in here with a whole bunch of prison, like nine niggas in the cell with me. <laughs> so I don't even know what's my bed. I don't even know what's my bunk. I don't know where the fuck to go. So I just walk across the room, pass all these niggas that's already in there, and I just sit down. And I say, I guess if I sit here. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. You were in there with nine dudes. You know for a fact it was nine people. So how many beds was in this room? It was eight dudes. I lied. Okay. I was just trying to make my story bigger. It was only eight, but it was bunk beds, and it was four bunk beds. Wait, so it's two people to a bunk? No, bunk beds. Yes, four bunk beds. So you got one on oh, the bottom. Oh, one, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Okay, okay. Right. I'm about to say, nah, I sleep on the floor. I sleep on the floor. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So it was eight niggas in there to tell the truth. It was really eight. Okay. So I walked through there and I still don't know because they already claimed they beds and shit. And I don't know shit about no jail. I don't know what the fuck going on. So I walks in there, right? Uh-huh. And I just walk over to a bed and I just sit down and nobody say shit, right? And then the thing about it, I ate the chicken coop. I had to take a shit. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? This day one, I got to take a shit. I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't taking no shit the whole time I was in there. But I'm going to tell you, I wanted to. But I couldn't go into that corner and take a shit and pull that curtain around me. Wait, That's a- wait, 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 wait. You had a luxury booth sale. You had a luxury sale. Because I talked about this story. I don't know which podcast was on. When I had got taken in for driving without a license, police was an asshole and said, you're going to stay here until somebody bail you out. And the Mm -hmm. toilet was in the middle of the room. And I was praying to God that you came and got me because this motherfucker kept saying he had the shit. And there was no curtain. It was just a toilet. No. In the middle of the goddamn room. No, it was a toilet in the middle of the room. It was no luxury sale. They they fabricated a you sheet. You just told me there was a curtain. No, what you do is you take the sheet off your bed and you hang it up on a line that they had up there. No, this ain't had no line. It was just a toilet. Well, see, the thing was, I was in what was called a bullpen. Uh-huh. It was called a bullpen. Okay. And I guess whoever was in this bullpen previously strung a line. And if you wanted privacy for that toilet in the middle of the room, which it was, 
you had to take the sheet off your bed and throw it on the line and then try to make you a little privacy. It wasn't no private area. You can go there and take a shit if you want in the middle of the room without your without your sheet. But nobody was doing that. Everybody took their sheet off their bed, threw it on that line, and took their shit, piss, or whatever back there. I don't even know if I could take a doodle in front of a like I could not seven motherfuckers. Cause you know, I, I don't you know, real talk, I don't I don't want nobody to see my doodle face. You know what I'm saying? Well, you'd have took your sheet off that bed, but you don't know the rules while you in there. Mm-hmm. You don't know take your sheet. Y'all, you know you in there. You notice shit like that. You notice that niggas taking sheets off their beds to go take a shit. You know that face you make when you take a doo-doo? How your Hell bottom yeah. lip kind of hang a little bit and your face tense up and shit and your eyes get all glazed over because you I mean, boo-boo? I mean, but it's a glorious face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's orgasmic. Hey, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going with the story. So... I go sit down and shit, and the first thing, three niggas, literally, three niggas came walking up to me, and they say, I see you got them rock ports on. (laughs) I say, shit, they about to try to take my booty. That's my first thought. They can't take your booty in a bullpen. That's not the way that works. Yeah, they can. (laughs) They can take your booty in that bullpen. And I say, I say, yeah, these rock ports. And they say, what the fuck you doing in here? And I say, what you mean? I say, I got family up here. And they say, who your family? Now, Muskegon is a small town, right? So I'm just going to give a miscellaneous. And I'm saying, I say, I'm, I'm, my family Taylor's up here. And they say, <laughs> Taylor's? I say, yeah, Taylor's. No, no, no. What they say, they said, you must be a doctor or a lawyer to have them shoes on. I say, no, I ain't no fucking doctor. I ain't no fucking lawyer. And they say, well, who the fuck you know around here? And I told my family, the Taylors. And they say, the Taylors? I say, yeah. They say, do you know so-and-so? I say, yeah, because they actually knew my family. Right, and they right. were spitting out names of people they actually know because it's a small town, right? Right, right, right. So they spitting out names of people I know. So I was like, yeah, I know this. I know that person. I know that is my family. It's like, oh, okay, what the fuck you doing up here? So only thing I can come to at the time was like, I'm from Detroit. And when I said I'm from Detroit, niggas step back. Like, literally, they move back. I'm looking like, uh, yep. They say, only, only niggas we know from Detroit up here selling dope. You up here selling dope? You know what I said? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> was you I? Up saying, yes, you are. No, I was not. And, and then I happened to be in a crew of people that actually sold dope in that day and time. I wasn't selling dope with them, but I had all the lingo. They say, how much a key go for in Detroit? I say, key go for this. They say, what? A key go for this down here? So now me and these niggas all talking. I got seven niggas on my team. They was like, so how much do you run up here? I say, I'm up here all the fucking time. I'm surprised I ain't never met none of y'all niggas. And it's like, I say, are y'all really in the dope game down here? Because I deal with heavy niggas down here. They was like, well, we trying to get in, but we ain't got no connect. I'm like, I'm your Detroit connect. You know what I'm saying? So I'm the king in the cell. I turned into the king that day off some rock ports. I'm running this shit. I'm running this cell, right? I'm like, yeah, you know, my fam know me. They know I come in. They know I'm selling dope. They say, what they get you for? They're like, I was like, you know what they got me for. I got to go back to Detroit. But you sure you know what they got me for. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they got me for, nigga. 
You know, I'm at a chicken coop doing my thing. They roll up on me. It's a raid and shit. They pull me up in this bitch. But I'm getting out this motherfucker. And they like, yeah. So they on my team. So they like asking me what nicks cost. They asking me what dimes cost. They asking me what quarters cost. They asked me everything. I, and I can relay all the information because I happen to know people who actually knew the shit. So I had the information. I mean, I'm coming fluent. I'm fluent, dope dealer. I'm big dope man in the cell right now. And right now, ain't nobody fucking with me. And these niggas told me, can't nobody fuck with me. So every morning, what they do is they take you from the bullpen to the release area. That's where you have your breakfast and your food and all that type of shit, right? See, so the release area sounds like a place to go boo-boo for me. Well, it's nothing to do to in there. You can't do in the release area. I, I, you know what? You're probably right. I didn't look. Because I was too big being, I was too busy being a don. I was done. Shut up. <laughs> I was done. You know what I'm saying? So they take me to release every morning. And they were like, did the bus from Detroit come? No. Okay, you got to go back to the bullpen. Cool. I go back to the bullpen. I spend me some more fucking tales about how much dope I'm selling Detroit. How big I am. You know, nigga, you want some rock ports? You need to fuck with me. You want some rock ports like these? Like these, I see your souls, nigga. You ain't you ain't got no rock ports like these. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> you need to back up and take a lesson. So day two, I go back to release, and they say the bus ain't came. I go back to my cell. This shit went on for five fucking days, right? Now I'm in control right now. I'm 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 living good. I'm eating first. Ain't nobody approaching me. Ain't nobody saying shit. But I'm going to tell you another story. The first five days, I met another dude in there. I don't know where the fuck he came from, but he wasn't within my cell. But he was a nut. He was a nut job. But since I was a man, he kept on approaching me. He, every day he came approaching me. What's up, big dog? I know you ain't really trying to sit here. I'm like, no, I ain't trying to sit here. What you talking about? We can escape. I say, what? He said, we can escape out this bitch. I escaped before. I Would say you shut, shut up. up. Is that real what for real? Yes. He said, I didn't escape from all these low-level prisons. He said, last time I escaped was in the middle of winter. It was a low-security prison. I escaped. I got outside. I hit the fence. And I was gone for about a day. Except for I lost my toes. I say, how you lose your toes? <laughs> <laughs> he said... He said, because I escaped in winter, but I had no shoes and socks on. He said, I had to go when the opportunity presented itself. I said, are you serious? I was like, that don't sound like a good plan. He's like, nigga, I can get you out. And I know you a type of nigga that want to get out. I'm like, I don't want to get out like that. So this nigga telling me his story all the time about how he lost his toes. And he taking his shoes off and he lost his toes. He ain't got no fucking toes, right? <laughs> so I'm talking to him all the time, but he always doing stupid shit. He always doing stupid shit like he'll fall down and make you knock your food tray over and the niggas beat him up. He'll fall down and do some other stupid shit because he ain't had no fucking balance. He ain't had no balance. <laughs> so he's awkward. This is real talk. I'm not making this shit up. This is a real human being. And so every time he fucked up, niggas dealt, dealt with him. Like, nigga, you, you shouldn't, you know what I'm saying? What the fuck you doing in here and shit? So they always dealt with him every day. So I ain't give a fuck because I was the done. So every time he come fucking with me, they'll shuffle his ass off. Like, nigga, don't fuck with him. We try and get our Detroit connect together. Don't fuck with him. Don't be over there talking to him. I talked to this dumb dude for five days, right? Right, right. Because I ain't had no problem with him. But on that fifth day, 
That was the come to Jesus moment. <laughs> <laughs> On that fifth day. Because right now, I'm living the prison life. I'm having a good time in there. I'm lying. I'm enjoying myself. I got people protecting me. They watching me. They don't want to fuck with me because they know I'm Detroit Connect. Once I get out, you on. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. <laughs> and that door open. What door? The, door uh, the cell door? That cell door opened on that fifth day. They had just passed the food out. And on this day, we had hamburgers. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You had hamburgers? I thought Gio hamburgers. only did like bologna sandwiches and the motherfucking, uh, motherfucking uh, salads and shit. I believe so. But close to the weekend, I think they give you real food. You know, normally you have a bologna sandwich you can't pull apart. On this day, we had hamburgers. Like microwave hamburgers. They wasn't like no Gucci ass hamburgers. It was hamburgers. I mean, a hamburger is a hamburger is a hamburger, though. You feel me? Man, it was all burnt up and dry and everything, but you still want to eat your food. And I still ain't took no shit, but that's a whole different story. So I got my little tray. I got my little hamburger with the carrots on and shit. And that dough opened up to reality. The dough opened up to reality. What you mean? Two six foot plus. Penitentiary, penitentiary niggas walked in there. I mean, big niggas on release day. Two big niggas, big ridiculous niggas, right? And I mean, these niggas come in arguing with each other. They're not arguing with nobody else. But you can see nobody really wanted to fuck with them because they was real penitentiary niggas. Now, all of us in there, because we had drunk driving charges, we had speeding charges, we had tickets, but we still in jail, so you got to be in jail with whoever come to jail. So these two penitentiary niggas coming in arguing about some fucking candy bar. A fucking candy bar. <laughs> and, he, and and the one nigga was going ham, like, nigga, you owe me a candy bar. You ain't paid my shit off when we was at Pelican Bay or wherever the fuck they came from. He was like, nigga, I ain't got no fucking shit to give you right now. You see the deal. You see what's going on. So he's saying Pelican Bay. (laughs) (laughs) These niggas going ham at each other. And you just got out the way because they was some real big niggas. You see they've been in the pen. You can tell they've been working out. They was diesel as fuck more so than anyone else. They were bigger than everyone that was in the fucking cell. It's like you look like a baby to them. You like a little bitch. So I'm sitting in my little corner with my new ass shoes on. Mistake. Because that's the first fucking thing they saw. Well, they can't like you put the shoes on expecting to get arrested that day. No, I did not. I expected to go to chicken coop and have some chicken. Good ass chicken. <laughs> that's all I wanted was chicken that day. So these <laughs> niggas honed right in on me. Because you know I got that fabulous hair. And you know like the week in jail. <laughs> week in jail, my shit extra curly. My shit looking good. I'm looking like a bitch to fuck. You know what I'm saying? So these niggas immediately honed in on me. Nobody else. They came straight to me with my little hamburger on my lap. And you know what they gave a fuck about the dope story dope boy story? What? Nothing. They didn't give it. They didn't care about your dope boy story. Not two fucks. They said, I mean, what but you, you was big shit, though. Yes. I had a crew. And I said, they said, what you in here for? I said, man, I'm selling dope out in Detroit. I mean, you was big meats for us all they concerned. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nigga, you, y'all need to back up. I need to back back. <laughs> back back. <laughs> and all my little crew scattered away from me. 
No one was in this corner with me. I'm standing in a corner with two six-foot pen niggas in front of me talking about some, what the fuck you in here for? And I, and you know, I'm, I'm, I know, I know, the, I know how I go. So I maintain my story. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I know once you become a bitch, they gonna take your ass. I'm like, I can't be no bitch. They I'm not saying. gonna take your ass in no motherfucking uh, holding cell in jail. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, I don't go to jail. I don't know what they do in the holding cells <laughs> anywhere else. I don't know. I don't care. Now I'm scared. I'm scared now. I am terrified. So I say, I'm in here for selling dope. They say, we don't give a fuck about that, nigga. You, they say, you going to eat that food? I say, what? They say, you going to eat your food? We hear you getting released. I say, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, yeah, if Detroit come down here and pick me up, I'm getting released. But for the last four or five days, I've been going back to the pen, back to the bullpen. So I wasn't really optimistic of getting released that day, right? So I say, no, nigga, I got to eat my food. You know what I'm saying? And the only thing that helped me out at this very moment was that the dumb nigga who was talking about the escape fell close to them. Huh? To the point. Oh, okay, okay. He fell right behind them or on them or something. He ran directly into them. And to this day, I think he was trying to save me. I don't know. <laughs> I think he did it on purpose. I swear. I think he did it on purpose. He fell on them and they turned around. And then they, they, their attention was on him. And they said, you going to eat your food, nigga? So I got the fuck up and eased off to another corner and ate my sandwich real quick. Because I ain't want them to take it. You can't take it if I eat you it. shut up. I sat in the corner just eat scarfing down a hamburger Stop fast it. as fuck. And the other niggas probably looking at me like, this old bitch ass nigga. <laughs> so I'm scarfing my shit. You know what I'm saying? And so, But just so happens that day was my release day. Mm. They say Detroit is here to pick you up. I said, oh, oh, <laughs> I said, oh, okay. I'm looking at the pen niggas like I'm out. I got to go. I'm out this bitch. So they take me to a bus. You know what I'm saying? Because the story ain't over yet. You ain't fucking out. I still got a four-hour ride back to Detroit on this fucking bus. And this bus stop every fucking where picking up prisoners who are absconders to Detroit. See, I would have thought that once you got out, that was the end of the story. That was not the end of the story. I mean, what else can happen? Ain't nothing happening on the bus. Mm-mm. But I, I determined on that day that I should stop acting like a dope dealer because that's not going to get you fucked by the panic. <laughs> I learned that. That day, I said, I won't be telling no more dope stories. I'll tell you that right now. I'm going to shut the fuck up. So I take my little bus, and they handcuff you to the floor, and they drive you around, and they stop at every location, right? They handcuff you to the floor. Yeah, they handcuff your ankles to a little loop on the floor. You ain't getting up on the bus. You handcuffed to the floor. See, you I sit don't there. Like that. No, I didn't like that. Because all I, I had was a fucking all. parking ticket. <laughs> so they take you everywhere picking up other prisoners. So every time they get you to the point they're going to pick up other prisoners, they take you off the van and take you into the facility. And I'm in this fucking facility, right? Now I'm annoyed as fuck because of the pen niggas. And I'm looking. Inside the cells as I walk past. And I go past one cell and there's a white dude in there. And you know what he doing? He's What's practicing that? he's practicing back kicks. Back swing <laughs> kicks. Like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And he don't have on the gray like I got on. You know what he got on? What? Orange. Fucking orange. You know what orange is? Those are killers. So I what say shut up. The, the killers wear orange. 
Is that what the uh the designation is? That day it was, I believe so. I believe the orange people had on the killers had on the orange. The people where they didn't kill people had on gray. So you coming through looking like a fucking fish, and the motherfucker who doing the back spin kicks got on orange. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, please don't put him on my bus. And please don't let me be like four more days <laughs> in this area with him. Don't because I know he don't give a fuck about the dope story. And he better practicing kicks and shit. And his motherfucker was real good at it. He was kicking like a motherfucker. Would I was like, shut up, saying he real good at it. He was excellent at his his his, his, his uh, stance was excellent. He was like Karate Kid now. He was he was kicking the shit out the air. I was like, what the fuck? But they didn't put him on my bus and they took me on. And I said, okay, I'm about to get back to Detroit now. They took me home. I said, I'm done now. They're going to take me downtown, 36th District, put me off the bus. I can get bailed out for this fucking parking ticket. They didn't take me to 36th District. They took me to fucking Mount Clemens. I got a ticket in Mount Clemens. Well, that's close enough. No, it's not close enough. <laughs> it was not. So uh... right now at this point, I got a shit still. I mean, bad. This How long has day. it been? You said it's about five days or something day like that. Day number five, I still haven't took a shit. I cannot hold my shit that shit. goddamn long. You get locked up, it's, it's going to be exploding in that toilet if I did take a shit because I couldn't take a shit in there. I could not. So up in this bitch, they, they have two-man cells, right? Right. So I'm in there, but it's overcrowded. So I go into a cell, and it's already got two prisoners in there, two white guys, and they on top bunk, bottom bunk. And I say, where the fuck I'm supposed to sleep at? And they say, dude, you're going to sleep on the floor. I say, okay. All right, that's cool. I ain't even really trying to get into it no more. I'm exhausted right now. I just want to just go home. Please bail me out from Mount Clemens. So I sit there, right? So I, I think I had another day up in here, a day or two in Mount Clemens, right? Right. Might have been a little bit longer than a week, to tell you the truth. So I'm in Mount Clemens. And I'm pissed off right now. And I said, I ain't about to be punked by no white people. I ain't going to be punked by them. I've been punked by some fucking pen niggas. I done had the shit. I've been a dope dealer. I'm tired. I'm, I'm not fucking sleeping on the floor. I'm not fucking sleeping on this floor. Fuck the floor. So <laughs> what they do there is occasionally they open the pit, they open your cell up and then you can go out and mingle, you know, get your exercise time, whatever. So I said, I ain't fucking exercising. I stay in the fucking cell. You know what I do? What's that? I jumped on the top bunk. Would you shut up? I did. Would you happy? Like, ooh, I got the top bunk. Yep. It's the shit right here. Yep. I jumped. I'd be mad that I was in jail on Muskegon and they transport me and they just transport me to another jail. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's the bullshit right there. Do, uh, do why I say you take me to another jail? Do I sound happy about this story? <laughs> Did I tell you life changing? Life changing? <laughs> so I jump on this top bunk, right? right. I'll say, when these motherfuckers come back, they're going to have to move me off this bunk. Ain't going to be no motherfucking move. I'm sleeping on a fucking bed tonight. So the two white dudes come back in the cell after exercise time, right? And the first thing they do, they look up at the bunk, and they see me laying there, and they look at each other. And they was like, fuck, dude. I guess I'm going to fucking sleep on the floor. And I'm sitting there thinking in my mind, yeah, you're going to fucking sleep on that floor. And I ain't going to sleep because you might want to get up and stab me. But I ain't getting Would off this fucking bunk. Up. I ain't getting off the bunk. Get on the fucking floor. So the dude slid on the floor and he went to sleep, right? Right. 
So I'm on top bunk, right? Because there's more to the story. <laughs> so at the very top of the bunk, when you land on these bunks inside these cells, they're air conditioned. Okay. There's circulation, air circulation in there. There's a vent just above your head, right? And it was cold as fuck. So I decided I had made a wrong decision by taking that top bunk. It was terrible up there because it was fucking freezing. Well, they I had no blankets. Yeah, I mean, it was a blanket, but when an air conditioner blowing directly in your face, a blanket don't really help you too much. You fucking cold. Your head cold. Nah, you got to cover your face up. No, I came up with a better plan because the beds they got in there is like sponges. It's like big giant sponges you sleep on. Okay. So I started pulling the sponge apart and I started plugging the vent up. Little Every every little hole, I started plugging a little spot up, right? Yeah. I plug a little spot here. I plug a little spot there. I'm tearing this mattress to pieces. I plug a little spot there till I plugged them all because you ain't got shit but time in there, right? Right. Until I had one hole left open. It was like a real cool, a little cool breeze blowing <laughs> in on my face. It was beautiful. It was comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I was comfortable because I had a little breeze. And then I heard the people below me like, fuck, dude. Those fuckers didn't cut the air off on us. <laughs> <laughs> I was in there like, oh. So I was sitting there. You got a little intercom system next to you and shit. Every once in a while, you get a call, and I got that call. They say, Taylor, come to the door. I get up. The door open. I walk on out. They say, you getting released. I say, I'm getting released? They say, yeah. It's time for you to go. I say, and then, like, once you once you get in prison, you don't feel you feel like it's a trap when they tell you you can go. It's like a fucking trap. You still look in the cell like you should go back in because they lying to you. You be like, "What you Are serious?" I would have been out there with the goddamn quickness. I can go. Man, peace. I'm walking through there. I walk through them doors. I see my parents on the other side. My parents, parents looking at me. They oh. looking at me. Just staying. They looking at me like you, motherfucker. You. <laughs> Damn, your okay. parents came. Oh, yes. And I called my boys. I was like, y'all got to get me out. I'm in, McCl- I'm in Mount Clemens right now. Y'all got to get me out. Y'all got to get me out. They're like, we coming. We coming. But they didn't get there before my parents. Wait, but how <laughs> your parents know? Why the homies didn't come through? They got been in jail for a week. Everybody know I'm in jail. What <laughs> 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 a surprise. <laughs> I guess that is true. It's, yep. You've been gone for seven goddamn days. I've been gone for seven days. <laughs> And then you know you come out, you waiting on you waiting on the shit, you waiting on to let you have it for being stupid. You know what I'm saying? And my daddy, daddy say, "You ate." I say, "Not really." He say, "Your mama cooked some greens." It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like exactly something he would say too, though. <laughs> no, get you some of them greens. I say, okay. And you know the thing about the story? What's that? They. They never said shit to me about it. Never. It never came up again. It was like it never happened. They never said a fucking thing about why I got arrested, why I had warrants, why nothing. They didn't say anything. I got some greens when I got home, and I took the biggest shit you ever could see. I don't need to know any of that. We can stop the story right there, okay? No, there's more to the story. No, ain't no more to the story. You at home, and you at home, and you chilling, you playing video games and and, and sipping. The the story was about me not shitting for seven days. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to know nothing else about your shitting. (laughs) And that's when I found the porcelain Dalai Lama. 
I say after jail. And you know what? It was life changing. I ain't been back to fucking jail since. I've been fucking watching Locked Up every. I watch Locked Up all the time. I'm like, mm hmm, mm hmm. I'm still looking for them two pen niggas. I'm like, I don't know which two they was, but when I see their face, I won't forget them. I won't forget them. Because they were going to take my booty in the morning sale. They were going to get my booty that day because they wanted my hamburger. Because they thought I was getting freed up. And that dude with the lost toes, the escape artist, I thank you, brother. I salute you, gladiator. (laughs) (laughs) But that is the Muskegon locked up story. See? That's it. See, I, you know, when you finish that up, like, I imagine motherfuckers being at the crib with that slow clap to the standing ovation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that, that was a story for you. You know what I'm saying? You really you really gave it to him. And I think that it was really worth the wait because you really gave him that story. You put it down for them cats. And that's and a, what it is. And it's a true story. Uh, it, it is a true you story. You know motherfuckers like to fact check? They're going to fact check was it a gray suit. They're going to fact check the orange suit. Fact check. I'm going to tell you right now, don't get locked up out of town and have warrants in Detroit. Because you will experience what I experienced. You will be in fucking jail. They won't let you out. And you need to be something else. I was was, was doughboy. I wanted them niggas still waiting on them keys, though. Would you shut up? It seemed like they would be. They believe me. But you shut up. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know. That's the jail story in all its glory. And I'm telling you right now, it changed my life. I mean, I don't do shit wrong no more. I don't do another fucking... See, I don't understand how motherfuckers go to jail and don't learn a lesson. How do you go in there? I went one time. And that's all I needed in life. That's it. Like, I don't want to do nothing wrong ever again in life because all it took, all it took, 100%, all it took was a motherfucker threatening to take a boo-boo in front of me. That's all it took. That's all it took. That's all it took. Like, oh, shit. Please hurry up and get me out before this dude take a shit. (laughs) Hey, 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 I got another story, though. I was in jail for my prom, too. You shut up. But that's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) I watched Greek Town from the prison down there. <laughs> oh, that sounded like a good ass story. We ain't got time for it tonight, though. Mm. Mm. We could do the, the prom jail story one day. <laughs> no time soon. No time so, soon. That was after, that was previous to the Muskegon jail time. Oh, That's what it was. It happened prior. So you were seasoned when you got in the jail in Muskegon. Then you was a seasoned vet. Yeah, I had been locked up before a little bit. Just they, call, they call you a repeat offender. Yeah, that's what they that's what they said too. When we go to the jail, they be like, "Do you see this shit on this paper?" You be like, "What's all that?" They be like, "All oh, the shit you did." I'm like, "That's all me? That can't all be me? No, that's not all me. I think you got me mixed up." <laughs> oh man, oh man. Well, this we got I'm... the story out there. It's finally there. So y'all got y'all got y'all shit. You feel me? It's out there. You got the story. You finally got it. It's what you've been waiting for. For hopefully, it was exactly, you know, what you thought it would be and more, because shit was kind of epic. They forced this dude to eat a hamburger in the corner. 
So <laughs> he didn't have to give it up. <laughs> hey, hey, you ever ate a hamburger in four bites? <laughs> that was me. I, I was over there like a little bitch, like, okay, the dope dealer story is done. Okay, that's done. <laughs> There's nothing else I can do with the dope dealer story. I have to eat my hamburger now. Have to eat it now. <laughs> it was not good times. It was life changing. Don't go to jail. Pay your tickets. Goddamn, probably cost me eighty dollars and shit. It probably was an eighty dollar ticket that I spent a fucking week in jail for. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Don't, Don't be, that, be guy. that guy. You know what I'm saying? Jail ain't the place to be. You know what we didn't have? I, mean, I guess it was kind of. We did kind of have it. But we ain't had no educational portion of the podcast, you know. But you know. oh, I do have an educational part of the podcast. Oh, okay. I was reading a story the other day, and I think you got a story about a dude who thought he had hemorrhoids. Oh shit, we got time for that story? Hold on. Educational. Let's bring it up real quick. Okay. Educational part of the podcast is go see your doctor. Don't fucking just determine what's wrong with you and start taking actions. <laughs> this, this, that's real talk don't don't look if you got insurance you pay for the shit every two weeks use it even if you don't go use it because here go the story and i'm gonna read this real quick and we're gonna close out the podcast but y'all gotta hear this foolishness okay so here it go when faced with a medical issue in an embarrassing part of the body, it's only natural to be reluctant to go to the hospital. See, right there, go to the hospital. You got to go. Because if you get some, some shit wrong, get it checked out. If you got insurance, get it checked out because you already paid for the services. Okay? Educational. Educational. Go on with it. Take hemorrhoids, for example. It's hard to confess your painful blood-filled piles to a receptionist and medical staff. Least of all, show them to the doctor. And after all, time heals all wounds, doesn't it? No, don't don't listen to that. Go get the shit checked out, okay? Because you don't know what's wrong with your body. You did not go to school for four years and then eight years of extra school to be a doctor, okay? So... Did not. 50 year, 54 year old man working in Hangzhou City, China, who had been experiencing hemorrhoidal pain for about 10 years. Do you know how long 10 years is? That's a decade. 10 See, years. Because he's he not one with his asshole. I'm one with my asshole. I know what's going on back there, but that's extra. Go ahead. But rather than go to a hospital, he decided to take matters into his own hands and remove the hemorrhoids himself. Mm. He is going to take matters into his own hands and remove hemorrhoids from his asshole himself. <laughs> Listen to this. He going to do it himself. He going to fix it. He going to do it himself. Someone who has never seen a hemorrhoid in his life. <laughs> he going to remove the mugs with a small toy sword. Did y'all hear that? Small toy sword. A small toy sword. 
On a fucking keychain. On a keychain, no less. Small. I mean, when you say small, it's small. But let me keep going with the story. The following is a cautionary tale, which I've already said, urging everyone to seek professional help whenever they feel something is wrong. So we already said that. So you don't want to end up like this guy did. So let's get off into the story. On the morning of October 7th. (laughs) On the morning. I like the way you said that. Go ahead. (laughs) The man whose name was reported, but we'll just call him Mr. Cow. Okay, because he's been through enough. He can no longer take the sharp pains in his anus and decided to cut the hemorrhoids out himself. A short time later, a call came into Kyle's office. A co-worker answered the phone and was greeted. He was greeted by a somber sounding cow who informed him, I cannot come into work today. I have a sword stuck in my ass. <laughs> I cannot right now. Drink it too much. <laughs> hey, I'm try. I'm not trying to extend this podcast. We try. We try to wrap it up, people. Say I'm, that one more time. I'm just saying. He called into the office. <laughs> Co-worker answered the phone. <laughs> He said, what's up? Mr. Kyle said, I can't come into work today. Oh, really? Why not? I have a sword stuck in my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if I'm the co-worker (laughs) that happened to get this call, I'm thinking, what the fuck? (laughs) Excuse me. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm gonna need you to elaborate just a tiny bit. Clarify how you got clarify. a sword. <laughs> you clarify. He didn't say a tiny sword on a keychain. He said, "I have a sword stuck in my ass." Immediately, I'm thinking Excalibur. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm thinking about you know what I'm saying one of them damn swords off Game of Thrones. What's the what's the Bye. two? What's the two swords? It's only two of them in existence. What's the, By what's the power the... of Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's continue the story. The sword in question was some type of keychain measuring about 10 meters in length. It was a type of broad fantasy style skimtar that had a few pointed parts that could easily hook into flesh. You may take a moment now to squirm. Because mm-hmm. he had a sharp ass keychain sword with some points that he was gonna hook into his shit. You know what I'm saying? Clean out the hemorrhoids. He gotta get his own hemorrhoids out. So after what have must been a few awkward exchanges, the co-worker rushed Kyle to Sir Run Run Shaw Hospital to have the sword removed. As bleak as Kyle's predicament was, it only got worse when members of the media Happened to be on the scene as well. This is the part I didn't get. Who called the fucking media? I don't hey. get that part of the story. The like, co-worker? The co-worker was like, hey, my boy called me and said he had a small sword stuck in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should go down to the hospital. <laughs> oh, man. As Kyle lay in a stretcher awaiting his King Arthur, <laughs> 
He was ambushed by reporters asking who? him for details. Who can pull the sword from his ass? Who? King Arthur. <laughs> That's the only one that can. <laughs> <laughs> who can remove the sword from my ass? Well, go ahead, continue. So the reporter says, "Were you crouching over the mirror while you were trying to do it?" <laughs> Kyle says, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> The reporter says, did it accidentally slip while you were trying to sit down? Kyle says, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Whoops. Reporter continues, were you squatting for a long time? You were. Oh, my bad. You were squatting for a long time, weren't you? Then you had to sit down and, and Kyle said, yeah, basically in shame. So, luckily, the doctors were able to remove the sword without incident, and Kyle spent a few days in recovery in the hospital. King Arthur has arrived. <laughs> however, however, so you know when they throw however into a story, that means you're about to have a change of events. Shit about to go down, because it's not going to be how you thought it was going to be. A, this is a M. Shyamalan story. You know what I'm saying? M. So, Shyamalan, go, go with it. However, it was then that a doctor dealt him the worst blow of all. (laughs) This motherfucking doctor (laughs) told Kyle, who had been experiencing pain for 10 years. In his ass. In his ass. He told him, you never had hemorrhoids. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and as embarrassing as wait, Kyle's embarrassing wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he didn't have hemorrhoids <laughs> he ain't had hemorrhoids so, so he has just a booty itch so real talk why was his ass in pain for, for a decade <laughs> but his solution was on the end of a keychain <laughs> He hooked that boy into his flesh so good that he couldn't get it back out and had to go to the hospital. Like a fishing hook. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, nah. Shit. So as embarrassing as Kyle's imaginary hemorrhoids making the evening news was, he turned out okay and may even look back on this someday and laugh. Others might not be so lucky. So anytime you feel your health is in question, please just go get it checked out. I mean, you pay for the insurance. Just your balls hurt, your ass hurt, your titties hurt. You, you you got mucus coming from your armpits. I mean, anything. Just go and just get it checked out because you pay for the shit every two weeks. I don't know how much you pay for insurance, but the shit is expensive for me. So you got to get it checked out. Educational part of the podcast. Do not fish hook your ass. Don't without a keychain in your shit. Professional supervision. You know. So Don't with do- that story, we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up. Like the old MTV uh safe sets campaigns. We're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> you know. So y'all know the deal. Tell a friend. If you enjoy the podcast, tell somebody else so they can enjoy it too. Tell them to check out what would they say next.com. Check out the Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash WWTSN. Check us out on iTunes. Just check out what they say next. 
We both on Twitter at Liquid Slap, all one word, at flat, P H L A T T. And uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Peace.